Go forward for your next truck or SUV and find an easier way to buy with Woodhouse Ford today and experience the convenience of buying with Woodhouse Ford. Save up to $13,000 off MSRP on a 2023 Ford F-150 XLT plus 3.9% APR for 60 months with approved credit, $299 dock fee to at signing, security deposit waived, expires 1-02-2024. Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob. He's Kyle. And every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Great Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. We are Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, guaranteed brakes. 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in and see us. Pop candy cigarettes, you know, stop in, ask some questions, stop by, get some gas, you know. Gas is going we got down. A bunch of it. Yeah, we got a bunch of it. Got a bunch of it. We don't run out. We're here. So gas gas prices have gone down, you know, which makes you know, it's an, always an ebb and flow between do I want an electric car to to do this and that and the other because the gas prices are so darn high, or now they're down low and it's just comparable to drive what you have because it's cheaper to there's been many studies at this particular point that charging an electrical vehicle is just way more expensive than what it is right now especially when the prices are i think it's got a tip up the tipping point somewhere in the upper threes and mid fours before it mm-hmm. breaks even at this particular point so just i don't know that i've just seen those numbers that they kind of come along so a little bit of snow out there this morning, so uh, nothing, you know, just kind of flurries a little bit. But Don't uh, need the change today. Don't need the change today, but uh, now you're getting your first, again, we've been kind of talking about it. We're going to, it's been so nice that why not run those tires to get the little extra miles yeah. on them before you have to. And, you know, there's two camps there. One one camp is I'm going to, I'm going to wait till the absolutely possibility to, that something happens and I can't get there. Same this is the, the time of year you find those people. Yeah, yeah, and and if you're that in, E means enough, we'll be fine in the morning. <laughs> and usually that uh, I just had this conversation yesterday. Usually that person that's there is also in the. Let's see how long we can take our battery camp to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this lady yesterday says I have no no desire to wait to see how long it's going to wait and die on me. I'm going to do it now because it was bringing that up. I got a buddy. And you'll get a kick out of this. So last winter he called me. My battery's dead. I was like, oh, whatever. After work, I'll swing by and jumpstart you. No big deal. We do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I got, you know, one of those portable jump boxes. I go down there. I jumpstart him. Well, that's a good thing to have. Where'd you get that at? I like, you can get them anywhere, you know, any parts store. You can mm-hmm. go to Walmart and get one. I mean, they're reasonably priced. And, I mean, great to have around. Does he go get another battery? No, he goes and buys a jump box. Now we got no money for the battery. <laughs> so he spent <laughs> 150 kid. bucks on the jump box. Yeah, to jumpstart the car. Could have had a car. battery and just been fine. <laughs> oh well. 
Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> My well, directions, I guess, I wasn't <laughs> as direct as you I You didn't write it down. That's what you didn't Gosh. do. You needed to write it down and draw some pictures. Well, we all have faults in our stars. <laughs> So anyway, that's that's what's going on. The uh, the little bit not not too slick out there, but if you got you don't have any traction, um, you'll know pretty quickly. So let us know. We'll be doing tires all day. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. We just hasn't got here yet. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not missing scooping snow. The older you get, the more you don't like it near as much. Mm. Snow is fun to watch. I I figured out a long time ago, snow is fun to watch fall, mm-hmm. and then at some point when it's done, you got to go clean it up. And then, you know, if, you, if you've plowed snow, and some of you haven't, plowing snow is a lot of fun the first time of the year for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Then it gets old, and it then just it, becomes a job. Then it's old, and it's done, <laughs> and you want to be out of there as quick as you can, because you can't, the cab's either hot, or you got the window down, or you just, you're always freezing. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those weird deals. Tell you what. Hmm. So I got a couple of interesting things. I, I kind of we always, I always try to find some interesting, fun things to, to kind of talk about here, and I th- I thought this one was kind of fun. So and and you can imagine out there what this would look like at your particular place, or maybe even your house, Kyle. So yeah. well, lay it on me. I'm there's a house. Now there's a here. yeah. There's a house over here in Iowa, not too far from us. It's uh, over in a Des Moines area, Urbandale area that uh, it's for sale. And what he decided to do was. That wall, everybody has it, that wall that goes from the inside of the house to the garage. Mine's in the dining room. The dining room. Yeah. Okay, so he just took out that entire wall and put glass in there mm-hmm. so that he could look at his Lamborghini and his uh, and his Rolls, pink Rolls Royce. So I don't know who's. I don't have those particular cars, but I've, I like this guy's thinking. So if I don't you, know it'll go so hot in the dining room. Can you imagine if you took out the wall in your dining room? First of all, which your wife would probably say. And, uh, I wouldn't get those permits past the boss. <laughs> <laughs> but how clean your garage would have to be to, to make it sparkly to the point that you always see just two cars in there, and that's it, and probably a decorative floor and all that other kind of stuff, and and to make it part of the interior design of that, you know. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting look. <laughs> I don't know that I could do that too. There's I'm too- lucky to get by with leaving the door open in the summertime. And yeah, my garage is not a mess, but at the same token, it's I, I'd like to shut the door so I don't see what's in there. Well, yeah, because I mean, if it's you're like spotless. me, you just stare at it and you're like, you know what, I should be doing that right now. Yeah, you should. You be- walk in there to get a bag of chips or something. You're like, ah, all right, let's just go. Just go do five minutes worth of work. Then you're yelling at somebody because who? Uh, why didn't you clean off the car before you brought it in there? Now there's a mess in the garage and blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, the whole blah, family's blah, blah. got flash burns because I'm welding and it's magnifying it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, uh, uh, where, where's that note today? Anyway, it, here's one other we had here. And, and I don't know about this one, but, you know, the new Cybertruck is out. The Tesla spaceship-looking thing. Yeah, it is kind of the spaceship-looking thing, and it so, and it's pretty powerful, and it it can tow eleven thousand pounds, and it's pretty significant. Maybe not a long ways. So, mm-hmm. and you can check this out on the internet, and I kind of watched it a little bit. So he had this particular truck with a trailer on it, with a nine eleven Porsche nine eleven behind it, and then he was racing the same kind of Porsche 911. So with a towing trailer on it, he, he beat that car in a race. Okay. 
Now, I think it's probably maybe the lowest line Porsche. I don't think it's the top of. I mean, we're we're having a top of the line Tesla here mm-hmm. truck with all dual motors and the biggest batteries and blah 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 blah. I don't think we have the top of the line Porsche because I just can't see mm-hmm. that possibly happening. But normally, to, when I'm towing something, especially a car, like the last thing on my mind is racing. Mm-hmm. I get where he's going with this pitch. Well, it's 2.6 seconds in, in uh, 0 to 60 and in about 11 seconds in a quarter mile towing a trailer with a car on back. That's pretty good. Not that's bad. That's that's pretty darn good when you're pulling a uh, – of course, I don't know what the – I don't know how long it's going to be able to do that. It's not like he's going to be able to do that for, uh, you know, 100 – He's two. not going across the state. No, he's going, he's going a quarter mile. That's as far as he's going. That, that is true. That is true. And, you know, the other thing I noticed, too, and, and we had this happen the other day since we're kind of on the talking about Tesla. And Tesla's kind of an interesting deal because they just – there's a lot of interesting things they have is that you will be able to um, change your – when you lock and unlock your car, you know how it beep beeps, mm-hmm. you know. So they're going to put this on that you can change this. You can have it from anywhere from an applause uh, to like a rubber ducky squeak. To a old school horn. Do we really need that? Well, or a screaming goat. <laughs> well, the goat I get. The goat, the goat you get. So the other day when we had a car, we had Tesla and we were putting tires. We're putting a set of four tires on this car. And we had, uh, it was up on the rack and we were doing all our deal just like we don't normally do it. And then all this, I think we set the alarm off because we were taking tires off and they were stuck a little bit. So you had to hit it with a hammer. You had to take a block of wood and a hammer to get the wheels off. And we set the alarm off. Mm. The That's wind, so loud in the shop. The windows automatically roll down and it, it starts blaring. And what this one was, was uh, concert hall music from as, as loud as the uh, speakers would go. And it kept going up and down and up and down. And then we had to reset it. And then we did it one more time before we were done accidentally. But that's just an interesting thing. And it's a theft deterrent is what it is. It's it's just uh, it kicks on. So What you, if I like opera music? Well, then <laughs> how about you put screaming goats in there? Yeah. You roll the windows I'm down. And into every one of these I could find. And screaming goats start happening. Yeah, you're pretty much leaving that car alone. And not only that, but the, the Twilight Sentinel, which is kind of, a, I think, kind of a cool – feature the twilight sentinel comes on and what that is is that all the cameras around the car kick on so now you have real time to somebody's telephone of who you are what you are and uh what you're wearing and and everything just immediately so plus you got screaming goats and windows going up and down the blower motor going on on. i mean how can you drive that how could you steal it you'd want to you'd want to jump out of the car to begin with so there's easier targets, and that's what they're trying to make. Yeah. So, just interesting technology that you can do with everything kind of electronic, and I think you can do that with a lot of different cars. They're they're no different than anything else. They've had just decided to take it a step further than some other people do, just because it's got a battery. In I there. like the screaming goats. I like where they're going with that. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll, let me think about it. We can elaborate on this a little bit more. All right, five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, hey, hey! You need an oil change, and don't forget to drink your business. 
Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Give us a call. We've got a few open lines for you, and uh, we can help you answer that question and uh, get what well, you know. Get you back on the road. Get you some advice and where to head. We're going to head over to Frank. Frank's got a twenty-two Cadillac. Frank, what's going on? Hi. Uh, we bought that vehicle used from the proverbial little old lady. Okay. And it had 9,800 miles on it. Uh-huh. It just had an oil change at 8,900. Um, someone was saying uh, changing the oil every 3,000 miles is like religion on that car because of the turbo. That's a two-liter engine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else on that car you know of, uh, like transmission-wise or anything that's uh, known to be a, a problem? Well, with that two-liter engine, I mean, we don't have a lot of experience being that this car is only a year old kind yeah. of thing. It's going to take a um, minute for but, it to trickle down to us. But in the past, I mean, this isn't the first year of the two-liter engine. The transmissions were always fine, but, I mean, that turbo had issues. They would always crack the wastegate. They would leak from their cooler lines and leak from just about anything else that they had. But, I don't. I mean, the newer, I mean, this motor kind of came with the Chevy Cruze, and they've kind of... It was just kind of the big brother to the 1.5 and kind of beefed it up a little bit. Yeah. And, and some of the ones that, that I, we got a couple of these, or at least, yeah, we got a couple of these we take care of and change the oil. And we do it about, I don't know, about every 3,000 miles. We kind of do it every 6,000 miles. Uh, the one that we have is that we take care of kind of just drives it in town, maybe some highway back and forth to Kansas City and stuff. But uh, it's been a good vehicle for him with not too much problem. So. Uh, you know, it just, yeah. you just depends on how you're going to drive it and how much into the turbo you're going to be. It seems like the turbos are great for getting a lot of power out of just a small engine, but they all have problems at some point, and they leak through the turbo and leak oil, and it's mm-hmm. not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when. But Every turbo does what, it, eventually. We have, what, what, was, what was that first thing that you said it leaks by, uh, from or by? The wastegate. Wastegates crack on these. Yeah, and that's just part of the turbo. Mm-hmm. That's just part of the weight waste gate. Yeah. And, and okay. don't, don't worry about that terminology just because if you if it cracks, you're replacing the whole turbo along with it anyway. So it's not a piece. Okay. You don't really replace a piece and a part of a turbo. You replace the whole assembly. It gets hot, and uh, when things get super hot, they crack. And then the the amount of speeds that the turbo is spinning, um, and you don't want to you don't want to replace just a vane or just a this or just a that. You and want the you want the whole unit when you replace it. And when this happens, okay. I mean, it's nothing you're going to notice driving the car. You're going to get a code that says turbo under boost. Yeah, and generally okay. we know to take off that pipe right at the back of it, and you'll see it crack. I don't think you're going to have a, and this is all things down the line. I, I really don't think right away for you at nine thousand miles. No, nah, I, I think you're looking at at uh, maybe sixty or hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, sixty or a hundred thousand before you're worried about that kind of issue. I really well, don't. okay. It's just it's just that uh, we weren't looking for a car. It was just a hell of a deal, and my wife's car had one hundred and eighty thousand miles on it, so it needed she needed something nicer and yeah uh, and 
you know, I, I mean, it, it took us 10 minutes to figure out just where the, the trip odometers <laughs> were on this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm... And, and the, the lady that had it before hadn't changed the trip odometer the entire 18, 15, 18 months she owned it. Yeah. And... And so, okay, because, yeah, I, I've never had a turbo before. Um, and it's, you know, my wife is approaching. She, she better not be listening, uh, being the little old lady. But, uh, she, you know, she, she drives in town not a hell of a lot, but, uh, but she does go back to visit her dad, and that's a four-hour drive each way Yeah, I, uh, on the interstate. So it's... She goes back about every sixty days. So yeah, I don't. Think, um, I don't think you'll have a problem with this. You know, you're probably gonna honestly probably wear more tires out with this particular car than you are having any other kind of major issues with stuff. Um, well, that's that's something else. I mean, it the, is the, the the little old lady had a had, had uh, some curb rash on one of the cast yeah right rims. Front, right front tire, I'd imagine. You betcha, and it had a chunk <laughs> of rubber out of this thing that was like one by two inches and maybe almost a half inch deep. So I tried getting a tire. Yeah, Cadillac didn't have it. Yeah, it was a Continental, and you know Midwest didn't have it. And I was going, I had to wait ten days for something uh, just a tire to get shipped in. Yeah, I know it, and uh, wait till you have to put four on. They're not going to be cheap, yeah. but. We can we can get those too. They're uh, sometimes they're in town, sometimes they're not, and we do have to ship them in too. So if if you need some help, let us know. I'm more than happy to help help you find it. So, uh, all right. I Thank think you. you. I think you'd be fine. I just drive her. All right. All Bye. right. Appreciate the call. All right, we're gonna head over to Tom. Tom's got a '99 F150. Tom, what's up? Oh, I got a ghost in the car here. Whenever I turn my headlights on at night and uh, I go to slow down and hit the brakes. Um, all my interior lights come on. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd start using the emergency brake. Does it do it that yeah. way? Uh, At least yeah, you just slow down and you don't have, to, don't have to worry about it. Yep. So I have no idea mm. anymore to start looking for what that might be. You know, we've run across this before. I've run across it before. Um, and I recall that there... That battery is on the passenger side or the driver's side of that driver's side. Driver's, driver's side. side, yeah. Up there's some ground. I think there's some grounds going on here. Some dirty grounds. Um, up, up on the, uh, oh, up on the header where the uh, radiator's at, right behind the head, the left headlight, I believe. Okay. There, there's a bunch of grounds that go right there, and a, a, a lot of grounds head to it, and those get corroded or loose or something along that line and since you the have base of the passenger side pillar is okay. where everything grounds it's circuit g200 if you want to research it but <laughs> is that so it's on our a pillar or is that up towards the the header well this is located at the base of the passenger side a pillar so huh. it's going to be behind your kick panel kind of by your inertia switch okay Okay. Everything else looks like there's quite a few kind of going into that. Yeah, and I, so I would check your cables coming off the battery. There's a, like a, like I said a center post, not a post, but right up there on the header. It's just a bit right behind the headlight. There should be a bunch of grounds in there. 
Okay. Those kind and of it might be we just put a new brand new headlight in because the other ones were so milked over. We put a new one in. So yeah, yeah, uh, and just you could have disturbed something. And uh, did it happen before that? Uh, you know, I just got the vehicle like a month ago, so... Well, uh, ask, yeah. ask those questions, and then, uh, yeah, sometimes you have to work back from the problem. So if you just put a new headlight in there because it was busted, didn't happen before that, now it is, then, yeah, you might be right in that area. It's just a matter of going, okay. going back and Bobby. inspecting kind of what's going on, but it's... Something's backfeeding. Exactly. Or searching for a ground. That's exactly okay. what I was saying. Uh, That's kind of where I'm heading. The only other question I had on it is... Where the door closes, it's got a plastic cover that touches the button, and that's broke and floats. So I was wondering if maybe... Like your door jar switch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just touching it when I'm going or something. I mean, if the door's closed, you can't tell. So, mm. Well, that um, might be maybe. the ground that it's making. Okay. All right, guys, I appreciate your help. You bet. Oh, boy. Appreciate the call. But how do... I, amazing how those you just recall those problems that you've had in the future but I re- it I re- wasn't an easy find for you i can tell you it that. wasn't it wasn't it was it was a couple days in order to figure out where the heck that problem was and oh. because it's just a, a weird kind of got to search for it to find it and we searched for it and found it so yep all right uh five five eight eleven tens and numbers to get in we've got a few lines we'll take a quick break and be back in a minute Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 1110s, the numbers to get in. We are Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. So stop in and see us. Um, you know, nearly 35, 40 years running. We've been on the corners and uh, service and fixing cars the entire time. So stop in and see us. We're going to head over to Frankie. Frankie's got uh, a couple questions on which car to pick. Oh, this is always a This is always a tough one for us. What what kind of cars you got or thinking about? Frank, are you there? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, hold on, let me get my phone out of Bluetooth. Sure. Yeah, so uh, I am thinking of either sticking with my five-speed manual Ford Focus or Switching over to a five point, no, I mean three point six liter uh, Ford Flex, which I actually wanted once and said since ever since they came out. Yeah, but I'm not sure because so, I heard mixed reviews and a lot of mixed reactions from people. So we're talking about a Focus or a Ford Flex. Do you need the space of a Ford Flex? Or are you good with a focus? Well, Do you not need a lot of stuff hauling around, people in the car? Because a flex is a well, big vehicle. Main, oh, uh, mainly it's because my my stepfather is seven foot, and um, and whenever he is in a passenger seat, he has to scrunch and yeah. almost into a fetal <laughs> position. Yeah, I can see that. So, and I hope he is not listening because he normally listens to this station. Oh, sorry. good. Well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we'll find out tonight. Uh, so, I've always liked those Ford Flexes too. I think they were kind of a good-looking vehicle, and I think they're they, a comfortable vehicle. To comfortable, drive. comfortable vehicle. Um, and they, I tell you what, the 
I've got a friend that has a all-wheel drive twin turbo version of the Ford Flex, and what does he? That's yeah, and, and boy, it's a it's a go faster kind of car. It'll haul the mail. It'll haul the mail. Um, th- but we've replaced both turbos on it too, so it's a it's a good it's a good vehicle. It's a good choice. I mean, the thing that you need to do is kind of look at it and look it over to make sure that everything is in good shape on it. But uh, the water pumps are an expensive job. In yeah. Those. Unfortunately, that's about well, a. That's about the. Oh. Yeah, because the water pumps are kind of internal on these engines, and you end up having to replace timing chain and the water pump and some pulleys and the chain and blah 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 blah, and it turns into a twenty two twenty five hundred dollar repair. Um, that's it, really the only big issue we've come across on them. I yeah, mean, and we've replaced. I can't a, think of anything other than that. We've replaced a couple turbos because they leak. Um, I don't know if yours is turbo or not, and if it's not, then they've been a pretty durable vehicle. They really have. They the have. Ford Ford Focus is kind of running its course, I think, isn't it? There's not a lot of five-speeds out there anymore for the Focus, so. Or anything. Well, mine is a five-speed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little five-speed with a two-liter, and it runs amazing. But I'm really been trying to get into a what you call it, da, 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 a uh, a six-cylinder with a with a three-point-five or a three-point-six, right? Because because they are super reliable. They sure. are. They, they've been. A, that was a good engine. Uh, other than the drawback of the water pumps being ex- uh, expensive to do, and that doesn't happen all the time, but nonetheless, we—I don't know—it's just it was a design way that they did it. We all know that the water pump's going to leak at some point or another, and to make it so that it's twenty-five hundred dollars to to fix is kind of a dumb. Yeah, but I don't know what I was trying to think of what the right word was, but dumb is the first one that comes up with. It's okay for for the mechanics. I mean, we like it, but. The consumers don't like it that much, and they don't know. So they don't know when they buy that stuff what's going to happen. But, no, I'd say do it. If you find one, have it checked out real good. You know, make sure you know what you're getting, and uh, I'd go for it. And one more thing. Uh, do you know what year of model should I avoid? You know, I, I know they didn't run that flex for a lot of years. It wasn't maybe uh, maybe they had it eight or maybe 10 year run on it i don't think there's one over top of the another one right i think you there wasn't need, a problem child year no no i mean I, they were all pretty much the same platform i agree i would just do some a little bit of internet research on it and see what you see but nothing that i could really tell you to stay away from one or the other all right thank you so much you bet frankie appreciate the call we're gonna head over to scott scott's got a recommendation on some jump starters Scott, what you got? You're just looking for... Well, I, I wouldn't say I got a recommendation. I was going to ask you guys. You use it more than I ever have, but I thought about always picking one up. Mm-hmm. You but you probably don't want to go there, do you? Yeah, I can't remember the one that we got. Um, well, there's a couple different ones you can use. I mean, at home, I have a product. It's made by a company called NOCO, and it's about the size of a terracotta brick and yep. you know it's just got two cables the one downside i mean it's lithium ion you can charge it and it'll yep. last for years you won't ever have to recharge it and i think that's the one we got mm-hmm. we got one that had it you got it uh, it's your amps that you're kind of looking for a thousand amp 1500 yeah. 2000 or 3000 
And I think we got a two thousand that's just about the size of a brick. I think sure. if you go to a three thousand, a little bit bigger, but it's a little bit bigger than not that. huge. Yeah, and um, the one downside I've found with mine anyway, if the battery's dead shorted, it will not jump start it. It's well gotta, naturally. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta. I mean, whereas you know some of these other packs, the bigger ones you can get, they ones, will ones that just have a real small, tiny gel-filled batteries in it like the the big one that you carry mm-hmm. around uh that's that will overcome a dead battery for the most part but we really haven't run into that too terrible much if, no. if so we just hang another battery in so we don't have to drive it in but uh, i would probably say get a medium one maybe a, a 2000 yeah. you know and, and what kind we'll, of vehicle do you own i mean are you jump starting a diesel well, it's, or do it's, you- it's it's just to have because whenever something happens, somehow I I'm usually the one amongst the group that gets called. And, uh, Go fifteen hundred, two thousand amps, you'll be good. Yeah, yeah. hundred fifty, two hundred, or cost wise, yeah, more. probably somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, I think I spent somewhere in the neighborhood of a couple hundred bucks on one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. They're uh, available on Amazon. You might find a deal. Yeah. Right. Uh, Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Three thousand is about the limit for them, though, correct? Probably, but you, I mean, three thousand amps—that's a lot. Yeah, you're starting. Yeah, yeah it is. your you're basic st- car on the road ain't gonna. No, that's well. Probably, I understand. Overkill. You you take a semi truck or something like that, and it'll it's usually always got at least three batteries in it. And right. I didn't know if it'll do you any good with one of them when it's dead either. If that you think you're jump-starting semis or diesels or things like that, yeah, get the bigger one. If it's just more cars yeah. for the most part, no, nah, I'd, I'd stick yep. with a 1500 or 2000 Yeah. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. I appreciate it. You bet. Appreciate the call. Great show. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate you listening. Yep. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show and be back and answer some more callers. <laughs> Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We're going to blast right back into the call so we can try to get everybody done for the end of the show. Robert's got a 14 Nissan. Robert, what's going on? Well, my wife's got a 2014 uh, Nissan Versa. Uh-huh. And on the dash with the readouts, there's a set of tires with a squiggly line under it. That's your. What's that squiggly line? That's what you're asking? Well... Stays on all the time when we're driving the car, and then if I push the button uh, on the dash underneath, the squiggly line on top stays on. Now I got a new squiggly line on the bottom with an off underneath it. Is that normal? Uh, well, I'm I'm assuming your squiggly line is a uh, traction control. Tr- traction control, so you can turn traction control on and off on a lot of cars. Not every car, but a lot of cars, just so that you can, okay. when it's snowing out, um, you can can. With the traction control on, you're not going to have a lot of accelerator. Yeah, you want to be able to. Some people like if to be able to control spinning. if you're spinning or not, and some people want the car just to do it itself. I wanted it manual mode. I wanted it manual mode myself too. So uh, that's what that is. Um, and sometimes the the squiggly lines will just come on, or the traction controls on because there's another issue in that ABS traction control problem. Uh, uh, other than the turning it on and off. So okay. you probably got a code in there somewhere. Right. Okay. I think that the malfunction started. She hit a curb with the right front wheel enough to bend the rim. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I don't know that. Could that be related to? Mm, well, only because if it just bent the rim, that's it. If you you might have jarred it to the point where that sensor that was okay or on the edge just went bad, because it all kind of runs off the ABS system in order to be able to figure out the traction control. So there's not a the traction control and the ABS are kind of intertwined. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. it's it, it's certainly possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, one more one more quick question. This car locks us out from time to time. Is that normal? No. It, so it, you, mean, you mean it just you close the door? You take the key out, close the door, and every once in a while, it it automatically locks the door. No. That's not normal. You got a key fob on this? Pardon me, sir. You have a key fob? Did you push button the, thing? Well, the the key is not a smart key. It, it's just a normal key that the it's car uses. Just a normal key, but with no key fob? I don't know what that is. Key fob is where you lock and unlock your doors from the from the car. From the push okay, button. Right. Yeah, okay. we've got that on the inside, sure. Well, not your button, but I mean on your keychain, there isn't a set of buttons that you can oh. push to unlock the door. Nothing. Okay. okay. So then, yeah, you got some, you got something in the in the security or something in the door locks or something along that line. That's that's no, that's an odd problem to have. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, I guess I've got two problems. I've got to start checking out. <laughs> All right, appreciate Thank the call. All right, we're going to head over to Ron. Ron's got a uh, 2010 Chevy. Ron, what's up? Uh, it says engine overheat, turn AC off, but the engine is not overheating, and the AC is not on. You've probably got a code in there for the thermostat, I'm yep. betting. On Sher- thermostat. Yep, on Sher- and probably the I'm guessing the, the temperature gauge doesn't work at all and lays on zero, does it? No, it, it works normal. Works hmm. normal. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there's an issue with the cooling system, thermostat-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll see a code, engine thermostat below threshold. So it, okay. what, what you're going to have all those characteristics. It's going into panic mode or, or fail-safe mode. It's shutting the air conditioning off a lot turning of times. Turning your fan on. Turning your fan on high. You'll see a lot of times your temperature gauge will go to zero. Uh, which never made any sense to me. It should read what it should read all the time, no matter what. Um, so, yeah, there's codes in the computer that's going to lead you to probably what, what the problem is, and I agree with Kyle. The thermostat's probably the biggest culprit. Sounds good. I will check that out. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you. All right. We're going to head over to uh, try to get Kevin in. Kevin's got a Honda Passport. Kevin, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh I got a late model Honda Passport. I've owned several Hondas with the V6, mm-hmm. and I understand this has a uh, VCM module where some of the cylinders shut down. I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, aftermarket device called the SVCM, where it disables that. What do you think? And and could I avoid a warranty with it? Oh yeah, yeah. What 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 year? What year Honda? It's a uh, twenty-two. Um, I would probably say yes. This device you're going to get is going to plug into your OBD two. 
I mean, it's not gonna. It shouldn't be anything that you have to wire in or change anything on the engine to install. It's just a plug and play deal. Is, is that what it is? In most cases. Yeah, it, it connects to. Uh, it, it's just a little device that connects to the temperature sensor. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I, we, we've done a couple of these, and. Um, Hang tight. I'll answer this question off the air. But, yes, we've done a couple of them. Yes, it'll probably uh, void your warranty if they see it's on there. But it kind of it messes with things just a little bit in order to trick it. It's tricking in it. It's what it's doing. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit off the air about what, what it is and how it works. All right. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in next week. Get in early so we can uh, answer all your questions. I'm Bob. Kyle. We will see you next week. Experience the life-changing benefits of automated insulin delivery. You can do that with the super versatile T-Slim X2 insulin pump from Tandem Diabetes Care. It's been the number one rated automated insulin delivery system four years and counting, according to people who have diabetes, as reported by DQ&A. Snack while you meal prep. Doze off on the couch. Play into overtime. You can do that because the pump can predict glucose levels up to 30 minutes in advance to predict and help prevent highs and lows when paired with a compatible CGM sensor. And because the T-Slim X2 pump is small and discreet, you can easily choose how to wear it. Wear it out, wear it tucked away, or wear it your way with your favorite outfit. You can do it all. Plus, you can stay connected and informed with the T-Connect mobile app. Learn how to get started today with the number one rated insulin pump, the T-Slim X2 from Tandem Diabetes Care, by visiting tandemdiabetes.com. Rx only, indicated for patients with type 1 diabetes 6 years and older. Warning, control IQ technology should not be used by people under age 6 or who use less than 10 units of insulin per day or who weigh less than 55 pounds. Safety info available at tandemdiabetes.com slash safety info.